Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Populars Club podcast with Dan and Jake. I'm Daniel Pearson, recording to you live from Orange County, California. Joined over Zoom with Jake Albright from Tempe, Arizona. How's it going, Jake? Good, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me on. And I am so happy that we finally have our own channel on the Uptake Media Company. So this is the Populars Club. It's your one-stop for pop culture, movies, music, and TV. If you want sports, go to our other channel, the Jake Albright Podcast. And who knows, Dan, there might be more coming soon. There's more coming soon, but definitely if you're looking for any news in the entertainment world or any updates, reviews on new movies and TV shows out there, music coming up, check here on the Populars Club podcast. We'll be having a lot of special guests come on here and we'll just be talking about everything, you know, film, music related. And episodes will be dropping every Thursday at 7 p.m., Phoenix time. Figure that out. Okay, not Pacific time. So, okay, so all of us here, that's going to be 6 p.m. for us here in California. But yeah, this is going to be a great, this is going to be a great show. I'm really excited to host this with Jake. And today we have a very special guest joining us, a good friend from Chapman University. We have Robin Stoop. How's it going, Robin? Hey, Daniel. I'm doing good. This is nice. Nice to be here. <laughs> good, good. Good to have you. Yeah, today we're just we're just sitting down having a casual conversation. We're going to talk about all things music and movies. Robin is a film student at Dodge here at Chapman. Um, I believe you're studying documentary, right? Yes, documentary with uh, pretty much an emphasis on editing, sound editing, all the good stuff. Cool. Good. Good. What? What? Tell me. Tell me what you've been up to lately. What? What kind of work have you been doing? Have you been making any movies? Um, I'm always, you know, making short films. Films. I mean, most of it I have to do for school, but a little bit is kind of side project. But I recently have been working in a basically a live TV production. Um, just broadcast right now. It's just pretty much me punching buttons behind the scenes and doing camera stuff, doing techie stuff. Boring stuff, but I think it's fun. I think cool. I always think it's fun. Where, wait, where do you do that for? Um, basically, I kind of work for Chapman uh, and the City of Orange a little bit. Oh, I kind of, okay. I basically broadcast like city meetings and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm climbing up the ladder. I'm climbing Robin up the ladder. Is, yeah. yeah, you got to start. Robin yeah. is Chapman C-SPAN, and we love that. Robin's a big J journalist. Absolutely. She's gonna she's gonna cover all all the big things that are happening in in Orange County and then you know go from there. I love it, Robin. Uh, it's been great to meet you. I just to give you guys a little background. I just met Robin a couple of days ago, and getting to know her has been awesome. She has a lot of you know really cool views, and she's really intelligent about movies. Well, everything, but movies, music, and uh, you know the journalism and media world, which is which is exactly what we are interested in. So we want to get into it today. And uh, what did we want to start with today, Daniel? Um, I was just looking through this morning, you know, looking through upcoming music, upcoming TV shows, recent TV shows that have been out. Um, is there anything you've seen lately, Robin, that's caught your attention TV show-wise? Maybe like soundtracks and TV shows? I know, I know for me, I, I just finished watching this show called Dark. 
crazy good show. Oh yeah, the German. It's German, right? Yeah, it's his German show. Um, and yeah. particularly the soundtrack. And yeah, yeah it's really. Great. I think that's me. that is Johan Johansson. I think. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Art. It might be. Let me look it, it up. It might be. Well, we can get a fact check on that. But I have not seen Dark. Robin, what is for the for the people like me who have not seen Dark? Give us give us a thirty second quick. No spoiler. No spoilers. I think, um, well, if, I, if I'm if i telling some people out there to watch it, I think you should watch it for the reasons, because it's like, it's kind of a metaphysical TV show. It really mm. is, like, pretty science-y if you're not really kind of well-versed with those type of TV shows, but it's actually quite interesting, and the fact that it's not American, it's actually quite a fresh take on those type of topics. Not necessarily mm. topics, but that kind of plot structure and those, like, it does have to deal with like metaphysical reality and also a bit of like time and uh, you know the, the time whole, is relative the whole time yeah the whole time paradigm is just it's, so yeah. cool in that show yeah and so what country did you say it was from it's german german it's kind of if, you, if you're a fan of christopher nolan um mm-hmm. i think you're definitely a fan of dark and it's a bit i mean not yeah. to not to keep saying kennedy that, it's, it's much darker than christopher nolan right mm. okay so I, I did some research guys and i will say the reason i probably thought it was johan johansson is because johan johansson did the original soundtrack which i also recently watched and arrival a great oh, yeah. a great johan film johansson's great um but similar vibe you know the soundtrack oh, yeah. in dark is just so it's very oh. brooding very like I think it goes great. It's I, I've always I really like Johan Johansson stuff. He's very into using like atmospheric sound and like industrial and like a lot of textures. And I think a lot of sound producing nowadays is going towards that route. I think I think there's a niche for that now, especially in like very serious films, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just recently died, actually. So no more Johan Johansson, even though he was truly great. But I rest in peace. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely inspired a new wave of soundtracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, he had soundtracks. a crazy impact absolutely. with the work he did, yeah, no he did doubt. A lot. He did Blade Runner 2049, which I think was, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Blade Runner soundtracks are absolutely wonderful. And There's something about just, like, soundtracks that, like, I don't oh, know yeah. about you, but certain soundtracks I love are driving around and just, like, be transported to the place like Absolutely. it's like i don't need vocals i don't need lyrics oh i don't need i that i i'd say hans hans zimmer is a perfect example of that hans, exactly. zimmer, yep. hans zimmer i you could truly if like think about the listenability of the lion king soundtrack he also did <laughs> yeah. part of the caribbean that type of just easy listening music like mm-hmm. that music that's just made for your ears mm-hmm. and then it, um what, he also did have you guys ever heard of Nicholas Bertel. No, tell us about him. Well, he, I don't know what else he's done, but Daniel, when I tell you what soundtrack he's done, um, I, I personally, I mean, this gets overplayed and this is probably, you know, nothing new. Uh, I think this was one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in television. And that was succession. Um, uh, the, the music and, and, and the way that they use the, the sound and the theme song, to build certain scenes and to build anxiety. Crashing um, organs, just like as you're like- Absolutely. Being like taken down Broadway, just like- Yeah. Street, it just, it enhanced the show oh. so much. It made the visuals, oh, totally. it made the scenes, it made the mood. Um, and that's exactly what you guys are saying with with soundtracks in general is they, they help complete a movie and they help, you know, yeah. make your experience better. And that, 
you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch dark because if you guys recommend that it, for the soundtrack, that's, you know, I'm, that's glad really you, good. I'm glad you, um, but that's exactly what it is though. Is that a movie, I mean, a, a soundtrack will transport you. It's supposed to be like the final puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. of the watching experience. It's the thing you don't notice when you're watching the movie, but it's the thing that makes you feel the most. If, it, if you watch a sad scene without the music, I promise you, and without sound, it just out on mute, I promise you, you will not be able to glean from the facial expressions. However, if you just listen to a song without any visual accompaniment, yeah. sorry, fancy yep. word, no. it's so much more telling and yes. that's the whole point of music and film, really. And it's exactly. no we, we thank God we have awards and we, we oh, yeah. at least give great acknowledgement <laughs> to these people that really just put the bow on a movie because exactly you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to even recognize like an aesthetic of a movie without the soundtrack oh you my god yeah that, no. john williams is that's john williams, john williams. John williams. i forget what the um the technique is called but it, when you, you basically use the same um almost not a sound signature but a a signature sound for each character you know how there's mm -hmm. like a, a, a luke like when Luke with that. It's it's also used as a as an a, an element to a film. It's used right. as a yeah. And true, I guess yeah, Williams, he did it perfectly where he made it a character's like identity. Yep. Well I was I was gonna bring that up. Um Star Wars, I was actually gonna bring up as that was my I was you know <laughs> for people that are listening that went to Hemingway Elementary we hated our our music teacher our music teacher was horrible the one thing i do remember her teaching us though was she showed us this video one day and it was star wars i mean i'm sure it's on youtube or wherever it was star wars with the soundtrack it was like a scene from star wars with the soundtrack and without the soundtrack and you know obviously as like a fourth fifth grader i had seen star wars so you know coolest movie ever and then seeing star wars without the soundtrack it was like oh my god this is not like this isn't i couldn't watch this movie like i would hate this movie and you know okay. that's a cool thing to do in elementary school. yeah and ever since then that's always been in my mind is where like oh yeah like that really just made it like i mean you know you could bring up i mean any movie that's ever been made has has a soundtrack but like Another great one would be like Mad Max Fury Road, yeah, which is yeah. great, you know, just great high volume. It brings the mood. It gets you because if, if, like you were saying, Robin, with visuals, it can only take you so far as a person to get you invested in the movie. And so if you're seeing the visuals and then there's these huge loud crashes or this crazy soundtrack and it's, it, you know, it gets your body going because that's what music does. Um, and exactly and that's why I, I love this conversation today because it's a it's a part of movies that people a don't care about people don't even see people don't even realize but honestly like if you're going to rank the most important parts of a movie it's probably like top top three top five like you have to have a, a good soundtrack to have a good movie this makes me really want to like research more like the silent film era honestly oh, yeah. and the transition and like how like films like how we, how we went from like the charlie chaplin stuff and like that was and now we praise that so much and we look at that kind of stuff for the different elements that like how did it work without sound how well, did we do it without sound it's funny you bring that up because it's a perfect example because a lot of charlie chaplin films or films from that era they don't have uh like audio they don't have actual like um I'm trying to think of the word but basically the characters don't speak but they play music that's what i was just gonna say yeah. the original the very very original yeah. films um 
last year I took a film history class and the very original films, like we watched the first movie ever made. Um, I forget the brothers who made it. Lumiere Brothers? Lumiere Brothers? Trip to yeah. The moon. Trip to yeah. the Moon, yep. A trip to the moon, yeah, and and so you, I mean, you can people can watch this. You guys, you know, if you're listening, you can you can go look this up on YouTube. You can go watch the first film that was yeah. ever created, and mm-hmm. it's literally just kind of like a still, you know, little like slow moving, like slow action, and then there's just like a soundtrack behind it. That's it, and then it cuts to, um, you know, like a scene with uh, a text over it, and that's kind of your context to the movie, and that's how you gain information throughout the movie. Um, but in within the scenes and when you're watching the actors, it's only the actors. They don't speak because in the 1900s, like early 1900s, there was no microphones, right? That technology wasn't around yet. So they just acted silently. And then in post, they would put, um, you know, a song over it or some, you know, band or whatever. Right. Um, and so, I yeah, think, I mean, it's very interesting. I think that to the like that transition that we started with stuff like that. We started with not having mics and then the transition from like bringing in audio and all of a sudden people were like, whoa, like all these people, you know, the whole, the whole revolution of all the actors that like their careers ended because we just looked at them for their face <laughs> and then turns out their voice sucks. It's like, it really makes you think like, thank God though we started with having music driving movies because if we didn't, we would rely on other like components that, like fail us, you know? Does that make sense? Well, like, I, if we're talking about sound editing, something that we're forgetting is also poly sound, which is what you were talking about in that transition yeah, where we actually went yeah. into like basically digitized sound, right? Where you could actually, and now we have ADR lines where, where like uh, a, a scene's already been filmed and you want to put a little like basically a clip somewhere, like an actor didn't say it during the actual filming, you go and record it and nobody will ever mm-hmm. know and nobody will ever know mm-hmm. that them, like those characters walking on the snow is really someone actually touching like styrofoam and, and shit I don't know you know right, what I mean yeah. and that's the other thing exactly. is that like those elements is that's what the, the like your ears and your the audio and sound is such a subconscious right way it's of a subconscious drive really behind is. the movie and that's why it's or, so important really though yeah especially in general also if that's why producing is so important and like technology behind it and that's why like that's why some music nowadays is just so freaking good because you have great producers out there like Jay Dilla mm. or like Pharrell, Pharrell Williams but you never know that they're they produce a song I mean there's mm. this, I mean there's obviously producer tags and stuff like that and that's yeah. an interesting concept we could talk, go into that but um that's why I think producing is just so important nowadays and like the time we live in just allows for such a great technological boom and that type of stuff. Making perfect music, you know what I mean? Totally. That was a great transition, Robin. We're just clap it up for Robin on the transition from movies to music there. Um what was you guys she's got a knowledge base. And yeah, she's built for this. Made for <laughs> um I that's that's exactly right. Is I think the biggest thing in music and why music is it, it's it's interesting is because it's kind of shifted where, especially in in rap and certain genres, right? The lyrics have arguably gotten worse and and the meaning and the the focus behind what is being said in the music has gotten worse and less meaningful and and less whatever you want to say. But the producing has just gotten so much better. So the quality of the music is almost, is is better. I mean, you hear some of these songs and these people, like, for example, like Playboy Cardi, who, you know, most people hated his album. But you listen to Playboy Cardi and his yeah. entire 
you know, his entire like rapping flow and his style is based on producing. It's based on little stuff they do in edits. It's based on little inflections in his voice that they use yeah. and stuff like that. And so that's, you know, it's very interesting to me where I look at music now and I just look at these new rappers and I take the point of view where I just enjoy them for what they do, which is make art, right? They're not here to tell us a story unless they specifically tell us, hey, I'm going to fucking be a lyricist. I'm going to tell you a story. This is what I'm trying to do. Like these people like Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy, like they're just trying to make like art. And so that's what you have to look at it as. Um, I think it's great that you brought that up, especially because when you think about like the recording process, especially on Whole Lot of Red, because you know for a fact that Cardi was probably in some studio and he had a bunch of producers going through. Because on, on that album, you have a, a list of great producers. Mm -hmm. But you think yeah, I mean, Cardi was the executive. Yeah. There was like yeah. every song. Uh, but you think about how a lot of the times now it'll be like a personality kind of using an artist. I'm talking about like the producer in the sense like for a beat and almost like you're making like almost bite-sized. I think a lot of it is geared towards money now. And I do think Whole Lot of Red is a lot more of a commercial album than mm. anything else that he's ever done, especially because I think his whole persona now is also geared towards making money and living a money lifestyle. Yep. And I think you have that now in a lot of rappers where you have great producers out there. And sometimes a great producer will make a great beat for someone who's gonna go crazy on the radio and they become famous. But sometimes you just have a lot of rappers out there making a lot of songs with a lot of shitty lyricism, but a great beat behind it. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I hear you. Um, it kind of was what we were talking about, like about how a lot of times we just listen to music for the like. Yeah. We don't listen to music for the, music for the lyrics. For the we musicality. listen to it for the like. I don't want to just say for the beat, but you know what I mean. Like a hundred percent. In a language you don't even understand, oh my God. but you're gonna listen yeah. to it for where it like how it makes you feel. Yeah, I well, there's that's the, there's an entire kind of portion of music that's called easy listening music, and I think I really am interested in it because I like the idea that there's music out there. I kind of, when I talk about this with people, I introduce it as like, you can listen to a, like, this is primarily music made in the 60s, but you can listen to any song and it will sound like you've heard it before, kind of, because it's just so easy for your ears to basically listen to. And mm. it uses the same, oh, you were telling me about the it other use, day, yeah, yeah, it uses the same, um, I forget Instruments. What melodies. And yeah, melodies. The same, rhythm, uh, the same note patterns and rhythms. And I think Bossa Nova is a really, I have been listening to oh Bossa Nova. Jake, you got to hear about Oh this. my God. There, I have a theory. There's some Brazilian, like, I have a theory. So Bossa Nova is basically Portuguese, Brazilian Samba. Um, samba. Yeah, it's Samba. It's so, Samba. Okay, dance music. Okay. Yeah, it is yeah. dance, right? Mm -hmm. I have been listening. I kind of did an experiment where I listened to it for about maybe two to three weeks. I was listening to, to it on my runs whenever I was in my car. And I was really depressed. And I was like, you know what? This music, this music makes me happy. Like, it just makes me, it's so easy. Mm. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. yeah. And mm. it's started to become like. Therapy. I went through that same experience. That's so cool. Cause so earlier this year I was working, um, uh, in a restaurant as a cook and the restaurant was, I mean, not the restaurant, but the, the kitchen was pretty much all, uh, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they had ox, I, they're not going to let the, <laughs> they're not going to let a little gringo have ox. <laughs> so, you know, after the first, you know, first day I was like, oh boy. And, and after, I mean, I worked there for probably five months and I worked there, you know, five days a week, eight hours a day. So I was there, you know, a lot. And 
40 hours a week listening to you know mexican music and and by i'm telling you by the third week i was dancing oh absolutely. absolutely i was feeling it i had i have a full playlist now i listen to it in my car i don't know like where yeah, they stay yeah, i don't know something anything. about that reggaeton it's like, just oh, that yeah. beat oh, like the beats and, and and the voice i mean it's just so happy it's always happy and uh it's, it's, it's very interesting because i mean not to get historical but i mean when you think about like the black struggle and like also like latin american struggle as well with like colonization and you know racism and different races and then you think about the music that comes out of these areas like the predominant mm, jazz music, you have samba you have reggaeton right yeah and you think about how it's almost, just like vibey just like yeah but almost perfect. and jazz i mean jazz is the perfect example yeah, of that word you literally not. don't have yes you can't have a script you don't have anything to do you just play music and then yeah. it's jazz <laughs> They're it just, is. they're using it as an outlet to just like, I know. be happy. Like, it it's is. not like, yeah, you're right. I think it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of like how you were talking about, you know, it's perfect connecting the whole production thing because it's like, now it's out here. Like we're working so hard for all these production, like this crazy production behind music. And it's like, sometimes we forget like where, yeah. where we come from, like what we actually need out yeah. of music and what we look for. And like, uh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Where well, another way to tie that into the production part is, is production like in, in movies and TV, this is where we see it is, is they keep music simple, right? There's no real lyrics and soundtracks. I mean, you know, you can have some, um, but very rarely in in movie soundtracks do we have like a full lyric song. It's all just very simple, you know, beats and melodies and stuff like that. And then when you put that behind visuals, that creates a whole, um, you know, world and mood and vibe. And so, yeah, I mean that's that's why music is is awesome. It's, it's you don't. Sorry. No, I mean I was I I was just gonna agree with you on that on on your other point where you said. I was I thought I, I think that's interesting that you brought that up because I was just gonna mention that there are moments where like a director will use like think about Baby Driver or like any oh, yeah. Can we talk about Baby Driver? Yeah. If you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Guardians Great. of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. That, but think about uh, when you reckon and you remember those movies because it was an artistic choice that they chose. And mm-hmm. sometimes hearing, like, I know in the Thor movie, like, they had the Led Zeppelin, um, why can't I think of uh, Immigrant Song? Is that the name of the, mo- the song? Oh, dun, da, 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 dun, da, 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 dun, da, 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 I know what you're talking about, in Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is so important to that scene. And then you remember that and you get chills because you're like, holy shit, this is exactly <laughs> what the song is talking about. This is the exact mood. I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it. And it's just right. a perfect perfect moment that and you just get actual it, it gives you it literally gives you adrenaline it yeah. helps you feel like you're there like in yeah. baby driver i've never been in a movie where i've related so much more to a character so different than me yeah like, exactly. oh my god oh my god it's like it puts you in the mindset and i think puts that's you in the driver's seat you. just yep i mean i i keep bringing it up but guardians of the galaxy is a great example i mean yeah. where they literally i mean in that first scene right everything's kind of quiet and he's just walking and then he puts on the headphones, right? And then the music yeah. starts. And yeah. I mean, I remember seeing it in theaters and it was so loud and like yeah. the music just yeah. came in and it was just like, oh, like I'm in his head. Like I'm in his world now. Like I'm, I know exactly what he's hearing. I'm hearing the same thing. Like, True. I'm that was such a memorable moment, yeah. actually. Like, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't need, I can't even like explain how I remember that, but literally as I said, Guardians of the Galaxy, that came to me where, and it's because of the, right, because of that whole music and everything that came together, 
where he's like in space and he he's trying to like find something or he's yeah, they, well they made they made that music like i know i said this earlier about the whole character thing but they literally just made that music chris pratt's character yeah and so when you met him with that song ain't no mountain hat like playing in the background yeah. and you saw him jumping around these dead alien bodies you're like what is happening like, yeah you're like oh that is chris pratt yeah but uh it's it's funny because that's you know how you were talking about how when he puts the headphones on that's exactly how you feel when you're walking down the street and you put headphones on your favorite song exactly exactly and baby driver too yeah and it's it's the way we use music to like identify with our we identify with music and we also relate to it and Mm -hmm. it's just an interesting tool that we use in movies because that can help you understand a character and it can help you get more like yeah Yeah. it gets you more personable with your music because you're like oh why do i listen to my music and then it's like it's such a weird cultural experience with music because mm -hmm. we're literally just talking about um cultures and music right and it's just it's interesting that it's something every human participates in and it's also like a psychological topic too because it's Absolutely. synapses and you're listening and you're being happy. Dopamine is filling your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that point though. Like where exactly, like we, I mean, Chris Pratt in the movie, but any in any like walk of life, like if you're an athlete or if you're going to work yeah. or if you, you know, need to wake up or, I mean, if people need to go to sleep, they use music, like yes. people yeah. use music for every single thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, jeez, I didn't think we were just going to, we were just going to go deep into, into the music as a whole here. I love this. All right, I can I can bring it I can reel it back in a little bit. I can try. Um, Jake, off the top of your head, past month top album. Yeah, what has it that's been? A good question. What has it been? Ooh, you can't lie. Oh. You can't lie. Like you can't hide. <laughs> yeah, like, that's uh, all. Let's all go over our favorite, our at least top albums of the last month since the year started. How about that? I can it's talk about. I got one right off the t- tip, the top of my tongue right now. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big album guy, but I'll give you some songs. Wait, you're not a big album guy? What does that mean? You I don't have time to listen to a full album. I, I, if, it's, if it's an artist, well, okay, all right. I'm excited to hear who you guys have because very honestly, I haven't felt like there's been an album release lately that's been worth listening to. That's absolutely true, honestly. Okay, well. I, I set myself up bad, Robin. This is where our, this is where our fight starts. Oh okay. my because about, we're gonna get into some pop okay scenarios. yeah we're gonna but get into our pop content. i think something i have been so passionate about lately just something i've been someone i've been so passionate about and just have so much love and adoration for is lady gaga um oh. but i have never listened to, like obviously lady gaga it's like rainbow no, yeah. icon like, you you've been like, going back through like oh fame goodness. monster no, like, specifically hits. fame monster specifically yes. it's her yes. this her debut album or no well just fame in general but fame monster was a deluxe edition but um i and then this is also where you know our pop cold our, our pop icon conversation mm-hmm. starts but i just think when i listen to lady gaga first of all i feel like a bad bitch second of all mm-hmm. i think to myself Damn, I was really dancing to this back in 2009 yeah. in my mom's fucking minivan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, wow. Nostalgic. Like, yes. And then you're like actually listening to the lyrics. And I was like, she's such an icon, like absolute icon. She's, I think the quintessential, like the, uh, I mean, not the quintessential, but the, the peak of being an artist is when you have an identity and you have a recognizable 
what's it called? Um, she has a trademark. Yes, that's what I mean. She her personality. A, yeah. her, her, she is Lady Gaga. Yes. Like she and she's never going. She's not changing. Yes. She, I mean, yes. she's changing yes. constantly. But that's what but... I think is so interesting about the idea of pop stars. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We gotta. <laughs> Before we move on to a, a, a different thing, because I wanna, I heard something a couple weeks ago about what you were saying, and it completely. Um, opened my mind up to that and like it kind of was just like an epiphany like oh yes like that's how it's done and yeah. so how what you were saying with how Lady Gaga has her brand and so I watched this video a couple weeks ago and it was this guy talking about how do artists never miss like why do some artists never ever miss for example in the rap game like Lil Baby any song Lil Baby releases right now it's fucking amazing how does he do it how yeah. is every single song amazing? How is every single song this country artist or this this rock star, whoever, how is it every single time perfect? It's because how Lady Gaga did, you build a consistent brand, yes. you build an image, yeah. and right. every single thing you do is around that image and it builds that brand. And, and Lady Gaga is a perfect example of that. She's Lady Gaga. Like, yes. I don't even know her name. You don't know her name. We yeah. don't know her name. Well, all I know about her is she wore a freaking meat dress and she sings about her poker face. Yes, right? Like, so good. Please but tell me you know I think, more than I that. Think, uh, no, I know, but like everyone knows Lady Gaga, but no one actually, like I, most people probably don't even know what she looks like, but she, they can name a song. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, she just recently won, won a Grammy, but that, regardless of that, I think that's something to be said about rappers, pop icons, like think about... Um, I mean, basically, I don't think they dominate anymore. I think rap people dominate. Um, but I think what you're saying is that it's very, I don't think it's very applicable to like rap rappers to pop icons. I don't think pop icons dominate so much as they did in the early mm -hmm. 2010s and 2000s. But, right. Well, it's because only yeah. so, such a few amount of them actually like have had that brand, have persisted, had that yes. brand and realized that like, vision yeah. and that they know what they want to do. They knew, yeah. they knew mm -hmm. how they were going to grow with their with their fan base and yeah. other people i mean there's definitely a Think lot of about, pop icons dude, that started in the early 2010s that we have since forgotten about because like they oh, yeah. came and Think went about, they, remember sky fair ferrara ferraria you know that's like everything's embarrassing that song oh yes <laughs> that song went off that song went off and song. nobody talks about her anymore mm -hmm. and like same with um call me maybe Actually, Carly Rae Jepsen released okay. a banger of an album. Banger of an She came back. She she had a comeback. She had a dip, and then she had a comeback. She had a minor comeback. But I think the people we really want to talk about, I think I can see it in Daniel's eyes, but people are like Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey. But people mm -hmm. also kind of like think about Katy Perry. Katy Perry's not well, so much around anymore, as though as much as she tries to be. But Katy Perry's a weird exception. To the yes, world. I agree. And But think about... People like Miley Cyrus. Miley who, is a perfect yes. golden standard yes. for the rule. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you can tell that there's, it's a perfect example of someone who's basically been sold out, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone who basically sells their face for a fan base and has a character behind her. Mm -hmm. And then you have a whole- Call it a character, yeah. And then you have a fall from, a fall from grace, mm -hmm. and then you now have her actual brand. Right, so, and, and along the way, we find out who they really yeah. are. And like, at first, they caught our eye because of their huge spectacle. They did their big show, their like pop rise, and they got our attention. And the few that managed to keep us through the yeah. past since we've been kids, the kids we grew mm -hmm. up with listening to on their debut albums, Miley Cyrus, yeah. Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, 
the people that we still listen to are the people that like you know who's another great example what drake Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Jake smiled. Yeah. If, 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 okay. All right. And for everyone out there that knows me, they're laughing so hard right now because, and, and Robin, what I'm going to say, the analogy I'm going to make here is Taylor Swift to Dan is me to Drake. Oh, so, you like Drake? So if, if, if you, when, when you mentioned Taylor Swift to Dan and he, that's me. So like, Drake's the greatest artist ever. He's the GOAT. Okay, all right. Touch, oh, great, okay, that's great. a little too far. I know, I know. Oh, oh, Robin, Robin. Oh, man. I'm oh, sure Jake's got the first one. You are. I've got okay. hours of arguments with this. But man, I don't, even know I don't want to get into that deep with you. I just I just agree with you on your on your point that he is a per, he's literally, I mean, it's hard to argue. He's a perfect example of a brand and him mm -hmm. sticking to that brand and it's Drake and everyone fucking knows Drake for like, it's just Drake. Like you don't need to say anything else. It's just Drake. And like who dropped Drake, everyone's listening. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so he does yeah, a I great mean, I, job. I, 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 I know what it's going to sound like, right. Cause it's Drake. I know exactly what yeah. this new drop is going to sound like. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's something recognizable in the headlines where we're like, I, I can go listen to that and not like super commit to like some new thing I want to try out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's bite sized. It's yeah. easy to consume because you already yeah. know them. It's familiar to your eyes. I think, I think we got to talk about though that I feel like Drake's brand, he definitely builds upon stealing from other people. We don't have to go uh, too No, no, no. I love it. I love it. Press me on it. Press me on People that are listening that know me are, are loving you right now. They are. You are the <laughs> world right now. <laughs> Press me on this, please, he's please, please. Example, because when you think about it, he's got the he's got the technique and he's got the industry down to a perfect mechanism for him. He knows exactly what's gonna pop off. He knows he literally. I I can't. I know people don't. This man literally just broke TikTok. Basically copying like a British trap or I guess British uh, drill music, right? But. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, he had the Toronto identity for a while, right? It was like the six, back in the six. Oh, I love the well, six. Well, I mean, if you want to really get into it, I can, <laughs> I can, you know. There's, also something, there's also something we said about how he could, he may or may not be writing his, uh, he's definitely not writing his hits up. Like his, his, I don't think he's writing all those hits. I don't, I, he definitely isn't. Like, come on. Maybe he did. My, my, my thing, here's my thing, okay. He definitely used to he write probably, He probably wrote the motto. All right, exactly, exactly. That's what I was going to say right there, right there. That's my comeback to what you were going to say. Um, that's because that's how I defend I have my counter. Here's my counter. Here's my counter. Here's my counter. Yeah, go for it. Here's my counter. People don't understand how long Drake has been around, and yeah. people don't understand how much music and how famous Drake has been for so long, especially kids our age. People don't understand that Best I Ever Had was released in 2010. Yeah. So he was an entire generation before us, really, for his popularity. So what I look at Drake as, through my eyes, is his stuff, and, and you can look up on SoundCloud, he has a couple mixtapes that are just crazy, like yeah, okay. original lyrics that are about him, personal, about his life, his struggle. They're beats that you've never heard before. Just really, really good stuff. And then you also listen to his first couple albums, right? Um, and it's all just really good original stuff. Yeah, and then exactly. what you have to realize is the dude became the most famous rapper in the world. All right. Millions of dollars. Like, what else do you want? He basically just sat there and was like, there's not much else I could do for me. So why not try to do this, 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 this? Let's take over this. Let's try this. And... 
for me, I mean, it might not be good, but at least you have to respect that he's doing all this like that. I mean, and, and might maybe respect is the bad word because, you know, people will say he's stealing other people's styles, but like stealing, stealing is the greatest form of like flattery, right? Like he literally sees steal. these styles, like he steals. Steal and get away with it, then that's the biggest. I, to be honest, there's something to be said. Stealing is so integral to the rap game. Stealing in general, like just, I mean, think about sampling. You could consider sampling. Oh, 100%. Stealing. Well, that's what Drake, I mean, a lot of Drake's used so many samples. Um, oh, totally, yeah. Another, then, hey, hey, you know what? That goes back into producing. Wow. Well, <laughs> well I was going to bring up samples earlier with Cardi and stuff, but yeah. Drake, Drake, Drake. <laughs> Christ. How many times uh, have you said that? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess his argument, and he's actually said this in his songs and stuff, and I mean, I'm sure he said this other places, is he feels like, and you can say this is wrong or this is egomania shit, but he feels like that if he brings on a genre, he lifts that genre up. If he hmm. features an artist, that artist is about to become so much more famous than he would have been. For example, like Lil Baby, um, you know, a bunch of, like literally anybody on any of his albums, he feels like that if he features you, that is me giving my stamp to you and now you are going to become the next thing or you are going to become popular that's kind of how he did it i mean with lil wayne a little bit well it's, it's, he's literally yeah. if you listen to his songs he talks about all this stuff yeah lil wayne brought him up and so now he brings other people up and that's what he's trying to do is he's trying to touch all these genres i mean he did it with drill he did it with i mean like even just another like completely different thing like look what he did with like the tootsie slide and everyone said, Drake, you what the fuck was that? Like lyrics, <laughs> song, what the fuck are you doing? Like what like Biggie? I mean, he, he kind of embraced the meme. Drake started embracing the meme oh, about him. Exactly. But uh, what I'm gonna say is people don't understand Drake broke TikTok. He literally got the most views ever on TikTok for a song ever by anyone, like by a million. Like the amount of money that he made off the song and the Tootsie Slide and people wow. using that dance was mind boggling. It was one of the most genius marketing strategies ever. Cause he saw how popular TikTok was in the yeah. pandemic. He's like, let me just create the stupidest little dance and it's from Drake. So everyone's gonna listen to it. And then everyone's gonna go on their app TikTok and it's Drake and TikTok. Like, how is that going to fail? You know what the best niche of rap is? Is rap that's designed to have a dance go along with. Think about Soulja Boy. <laughs> think about literally Ray Schremer. Think about, uh, wait, 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 what are we missing? What are we missing? Well, I don't know if you guys saw this in, in, the, in, in the recent news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Whip and Nene uh, rapper got arrested for oh. murder. What? I think. Let me fact check. You guys talk. Let me fact check. Oh my god. Oh, well, you know what we can talk about now? Because we, we know, now from Drake, we go to, to Taylor Swift. Well, I I was biting my tongue because it's funny. As Jake talks about Drake, I see a lot of myself and how <laughs> I and how I defend Taylor Swift. Yeah. Because a lot of people will say, uh, yeah, what after after she did her country thing, what what does she have going? For I said that. She's said, every oh, real, other real, real quick. Part. Sorry, I, man. Oh, like yeah. That's what I say. I know. That's, That's you're quoting me. You're just quoting me. Real quick, Dan. Okay. Okay. Dan, real yeah. quick. Silento. <laughs> whip and <laughs> Nene. Watch me. Watch me whip. You guys all saw the music video. Yeah. Hey. What happened? Dan? I don't know if you guys saw this. Maybe we should post this on the Instagram, Dan, as a headline. 
charged with murder and shooting okay. death the Atlanta rapper uh, 34-year-old cousin. So a little family dispute there. Did not make it out of the – oh, well, it was family dispute? Well, yeah. That's he shot his cousin. He shot. He murdered his cousin. Wow. Um, okay. All right. Well, I hope so, he, I wish the best for him. You know, that's a, that's that's a you know maybe an opposite example of, of brand. You know, maybe not the best thing for your brand there. Yeah. No, maybe that is his brand. He literally he said whip and nay nay. You know, maybe to be fair, people that have like just their stardom so concrete, I think even people like Drake and Taylor, oh my God. If, if they if, murdered someone at a fucking Walgreens. Drake had a child and not many people knew about it. I'm sure if Drake <laughs> murdered someone, he could get away with it. Oh, okay. Him. Actually, you're, that's fair. As the, as the world's foremost Drake fan, I, I, I would not be surprised if maybe he hasn't murdered someone. I, I'm not no, even going to speculate. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Drake is like, is like, uh, He's not All I'm gonna say is I wouldn't be surprised if Drake is like the Godfather if he's made. No, 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 no. He's not about it. Shit, these accusations. He is not about it. He's not about it. He lives with too much money to be dealing with that. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I know. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't like, know. Toronto's not even that scary. Toronto's not no. that scary. Maybe when he may, you know what? Maybe you know if I. I mean, it, it is also crazy that he runs an entire country. Like he literally just runs Canada. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> funny thing to, to like, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> like Justin Bieber got there a little bit, obviously, and obviously Justin Bieber's probably just as popular. But like, when Drake is in Canada, man, like. <laughs> Drake, Canada, King of Canada. <laughs> like king, him. like king, like what, like what couldn't he do? Like if he was just like, would he, would he be like Lady Gaga and sing at the inauguration? Oh my, goodness. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh my goodness, has he done that before? He should. He is like their national emblem. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much is. I mean, he's yeah. probably their like number one money maker. No. <laughs> I'd say I, I think. Oh, you know what? Who made more money, Justin Bieber or Drake, in this span of their careers? Who do you think made more money? Hmm. Mm, I mean, I could Google, I could Google net worth, but obviously net worths are net worths are horrible and they're very inaccurate. Drake, I don't know if you guys have seen his plane. He got a two hundred fifty million dollars private jet gifted to him for free. Okay, all right. So he's then because of that you're saying because of that he is better than Justin Bieber. That's what you're saying right there. Wait, have we? Oh, I'm just saying that's pretty ridiculous. Okay. Okay. No, Justin definitely. Air, I mean, like Air Canada did not give out Justin Bieber a fucking <laughs> 747 Boeing jet for his that's, for his yeah. private jet. Okay. Damn. Air Canada sponsored. Wow, that's a nice little gift. I would yeah. like getting that. Uh, yeah, 250 million dollars 747. Yeah. Yeah, oh that's pretty God. nice. Before just, we know it, no, the maple no. leaf is going to be replaced by just Drake's face Drake's on face. the tail. No, it's going to be the OVO Al. Really? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. People are going to hate this. All right, Dan, please talk about Taylor Swift so people don't don't hate us forever for liking Drake. No, I, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to, because I get nervous getting into my Taylor Swift talks because I feel like a lot of people can't they can't think, even fathom or start to understand I think you and and I I have I totally know where you're coming from believe me believe me I've seen you my whole life but you also have to like Jake's defenses from Drake for Drake were so accurate for how all right also here's what I'm, Taylor Swift. you're getting to this argument and you're already attacking me 
you're already attacking me. Let me hang on. Yeah, Dan, let's, let's hear some. I want to hear Taylor Swift argument. Why Taylor Swift? I think, I think my Taylor Swift hatred, I, you know what? I, I have a very complicated. Is it hatred? Would you call it hatred? Complicated relationship. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I will say I hated Taylor Swift until Folklore and what's the other one called? Evermore. Evermore. I did not like that bitch. Did not like. I do. <laughs> shit. I like. I like. I like. And her voice is made for country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you tell me the albums in between? If, you don't think I can between I can't. any of them. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, after after Red, you could say technically like she Red. went to pop. So nineteen eighty nine, Reputation of Lover. Yeah, I. I Those are gonna be arguably everyone who's not a fan of her. They're gonna say they hate like that show. No, yeah. well, everyone will say, oh, nineteen eighty nine had so many hits, like. Yeah, 1989 was her whatever. I didn't like 1989. Her her peak, whatever, say it. But but if we're talking about Drake and finding her brand and finding who they were from from a peak and not just letting the peak fucking sizzle and just literally a cliff to the bottom with a bunch of sharks at the bottom, they literally, they drew from all the hatred and all of everything they got her brand. What? No, wait, yeah. I, this is okay. my question. This is my here's, main question. What, describe brand. her brand. I want to know what her brand is. I can't under, I can't. I was going to do that with Justin Bieber. I was going to say I'm a little worried about what his brand is, but I want to hear Taylor Swift's brand. <laughs> what is Taylor Swift's brand? Not including, what is, okay, all encompassing, what is her brand? She's a personable storyteller and she hmm. is a lyricist and she okay. needs to start a podcast. Her, it's funny because this whole, this whole podcast has been about <laughs> production and the music, but that's the complete opposite of Taylor Swift. It's all been in her lyrics from the beginning. And that is the consistent thing you'll find throughout all whatever you'll say, all the different genres she went through, all her albums that you didn't like. If you look at the lyrics, if you break it down, she is the same person. And she didn't lose her brand throughout all of just the celebrity just lifestyle that has taken down so many people, you know? And she did a full circle back to that. And she made that clear with Folklore and Evermore that it's always been about the lyrics. And yeah, you can slap on all this different production. You can make a big spectacle of it and she'll make it fucking sexy as fuck. And you're going to be, and you're going to be watching and you're going to be watching. But then at the end of the day, she'll also sit down with you and just sing you to sleep right. with a nice little. Here's what I have to say. I am a sucker for genuine lyricism. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's why I do like a bit of folklore. I will say, mm-hmm. and I heard it on the radio fun. and I was like, this is not, maybe, you know what? Maybe I've been hating the production because I do think sometimes I listen to Taylor Swift song and go, that was a little bit cliche, catchy, but the fa- I do know that she writes, writes all her shit, right? She writes all of that. Um, she has- People I mean, that write with her, right? I mean, Jack Antonoff- She has writers. Jack Antonoff and Taylor Swift are That process a duo. is so interesting. A lot of people have a lot more other people. Jack Antonoff- Wait, can I, can I say something real quick? <laughs> really quick, because I just want to talk you. I don't care how many people Drake- I'm sure Drake's stolen from so many people. Oh, yeah. But Taylor Swift has a much smaller repertoire of people she's stolen from, and she actually accredits those people, and she tells- she tells her okay. fans that right. this person, Jack Antonoff, she's written her biggest hits, her biggest pop hits with this man, and he is her best friend. I just, and, okay, okay, here's what I'm saying. I just don't understand the hype when you could be listening to people like, who's a better, like, I don't want to be 
this person, but Frank Believe Ocean. me, I don't listen but to like Frank, solely Taylor Swift. Oh, well, all right, all right, then, all right. Frank Ocean I know, but is, has I, a very special place. Oh, my heart. God. You know what we should talk about? People, my favorite type of people in the music industry are people that both produce their own music and write it. And I'm thinking, here's first people that come to mind are people like, I guess, Pharrell Williams or Tyler mm-hmm. Creator. Frank, oh, no, Frank mm-hmm. Ocean is... Mm, Frank Ocean's a weird. Frank Ocean is produced. He's both. He does. Who else am I thinking of? People like, I know Bjork does shit like that, where she's definitely in, very into the own production of her music, art pop and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? Because I, I think that itself is like the truest. And I would say now Taylor Swift is kind of like that. Because when, I mean, I, I mean, she's playing the guitar in all those songs where the mm-hmm. guitar is, right? That's her. That's got to be her. And piano. Yeah. So in, in a way, I guess I do have an admiration for, maybe that's kind of why I'm lessening so much on her because I, for a while, I kind of thought she was yeah. just a little, like a face on an album. The last, I mean? the last thing I'll say about her and why I defend her and sorry, why I get so annoying about it is just that there's just a personal like thing she has with her lyrics that just resonate with her fans. And uh, special way and there's no way around like and that's why it's such a dead end when I try to talk to people people about it yeah because it's a personal thing and it's what we were talking about like it's the outlet it's where you go to just be happy okay. and, it, and you don't have to defend mm. it all the time you don't have to that's you don't I'm always saying. have to just say like oh this this and this it checks all these check marks on my box of what makes a song great like no it just makes me what feel good I, and I can I... listen to the things she says and I literally am like I like that sounds like my life and okay, I'm well, gonna just what, buy maybe, that right maybe now. you need to make me a, a little bit of a playlist. Maybe, maybe I will. I think I think that would be a good idea to get the uh, the juices flowing yeah. on your your fandom for Taylor. What I was gonna say for the writing stuff is that people don't really talk about this. Everyone writes for everyone. Yeah. Like Drake writes for Kanye. Kanye writes for Drake. Taylor yeah. writes for fucking Bieber. Bieber writes yeah. for Taylor. Like. That's I mean, I understand that people like are, you know, whatever you can, you know, like Oliver Miller was someone that Drake has been accused of, you know, stealing off of, but it's just, I just feel like it's art, man. I mean, obviously if money gets involved, if money gets involved, that's where it gets sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's why, that's from why. a pure art standpoint, I've never really had a problem with someone like, working with someone else or using someone else to get ideas or stuff like that. But I mean, for obviously from a purely money perspective, it's, right. it's an issue if you're using someone like that. Um, that's exactly right. And I think that's Cause you why. do, you do get some of the greatest collaborations. Like if we really, if we were saying like working with other artists is bad, we'd be discounting all those great collaborations exactly. together. But I do think you're right. When money gets involved, then you get, you know, some people selling themselves out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Ariana Grande. I don't know. I don't know. I a what? lot of a lot of people like Ariana Grande. I don't know. Oh my when God. I say when I say hate Taylor Swift, I say it with the same hesitancy as I don't like Ariana Grande because I don't really like Ariana Grande. I don't hate her as a person as much as I hate Taylor Swift as a person. But I can't get into this conversation. <laughs> we have to wrap up. I have to go to Spanish. But um. <laughs> I really like I really like that we're ending on just how like we can appreciate music as an art and you don't have to always have a defense then when it comes to music yeah, and then it gets true. and then you it's just a pure form of like 
what it is, you know? Like, we're not in it for the money. Like, and you see the best songs are inspired by people that aren't doing it for the money. And I do think the whole point of They're listening to music is the whole point of listening to music is a personal pursuit. Exactly. It's not, you're not doing, you're not listening, I mean, unless you're a poser, you're not listening to something for somebody else, you're listening for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you do, you, yeah. the happiness is also a personal pursuit, and exactly. music is a part of that. And there you full circle, you know, easily, we, we love music. I would say, that's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful wrap up. Um, and would you like to wrap us up, uh, tell yeah. us where you can find the podcast, tell them about um, what we're doing with the uptake tell maybe a little bit like 30 seconds on the Instagram. Give yeah. me a quick wrap up here, us, Dan. Give us a quick outro. Um, we are going to be releasing a lot more podcasts coming up, getting a lot more interviews. We are going to be here in the next week, officially separating the podcasts, um, and coming up with some new names, just different so this podcast will be on its own feed with yeah, its own it'll be, it'll be a much better way for everyone to just schedule out and figure out what, where you can go to listen to certain stuff and get certain information. And we want to make that a lot clearer for any, anyone who's listening and anyone who's interested in what we're doing. Um, so be on the lookout on the Instagram. We'll be posting lots of stuff. Um, if you are on our Instagram, you've noticed that we started doing the highlights. We're trying to get a lot better with just doing those more often really just retweeting stuff that is not something you might see on your homepage of Snapchat, but it's something that we think you're definitely going to want to hear about. And if, if you're, if you, if you've listened this far to this podcast, you know what we're about and you know what type of stuff we're going to be sharing. So that shouldn't be a problem, but follow the update, follow the update on Twitter, on TikTok, on literally everywhere. Our website's also vamping up. Theuptakepodcast.com. Uptakepodcast.com. Jake, when's your next podcast drop-in? Yep. So I will be coming out with a podcast on the Jake Albright podcast feed on Friday. And then Dan will be introducing his new podcast. Uh, It'll be dropping with this episode. So if you're listening to this episode, you have found the feed. Congratulations. And then there will be one more show. And it will be called the Uptake Podcast, and that will be an interview series dropping once every week um, with me. Um, Dan might join us some weeks, um, and it'll be interviewing. Who knows? It could be someone in the tech industry. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be someone in music, movies, sports, athlete, retired athlete. People like us, they're just young people starting out, and they have aspirations and. We want to share. We want to share their story. That's what we're here yeah. for. And it's it's not going to be a, a subject. It's not going to be a genre. It's just going to be whoever and whenever, wherever. It's going to drop every Sunday. So make sure to tune into the first episode this week. We will be teasing it and giving you more information on the Instagram and Twitter. So follow those. Like Dan said, thank you guys so much for listening, Robin. Thanks for joining us, Robin. For Robin, me. Robin, thank you. Had a great time. Good to Go follow her. She's gonna, she's gonna <laughs> do great things. Go be on the lookout. For Watch her. her live stream of the Chapman City Hall meeting. It's gonna be yep. exhilarating. Go check it out. It's gonna be exhilarating. That's your name yeah. in the credits. She's gonna add a little soundtrack into the. She's gonna add a little soundtrack into the town hall meeting, and then it's gonna be. And then you're gonna be intrigued and want to listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. All right, guys. 
Thank you so much. From Orange County.